Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice. Hey, what's up? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> you feeling good? I'm feeling more than good. Really? I'm feeling looking for an adjective. <laughs> Hmm. Blessed and highly favored. All right. Praise the Lord. Yes. <laughs> you know it's Blue Monday this week. What is Blue Monday? It's the most depressing day of the year. Why? It's just something that somebody came up with, one of those like made-up days. It's either the third Monday in January or the Monday of the last full week in January. Almost always coincides with um, Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> That's low-key shade. <laughs> what? That's fucked up. I mean, you're into this Marianne Williamson and this um, pseudo... Pseudo what? Psychotherapy I'm stuff. into spirituality. I'm into connectedness. It's one of the... I mean, people connected to their emotions. I'm into connecting with Source. The magazine? How you do some edibles before you <laughs> No, I've just been drinking on this cocktail, which we'll hop to later. Yeah, how you been? That's my Source. I've been really good. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I've just kind of been, um, you know taking some time to reflect on Martin Luther King. And I didn't participate in service this year, but... Did I, you post the inspirational Martin Luther King? I did, actually. Or Coretta. They've been doing Coretta today, too. Have they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I always give props to Coretta. Oh, wow. um, yeah. I mean, she dealt with a lot. Yeah, girl. But, you know, Martin Luther King, I feel like is, is, it is an important holiday. I saw someone posted something like, you know, Martin Luther King would be the same age as Barbara Walters. Really? If he were alive. Ooh, okay. Like, yeah, they were both born in 1929. Uh-huh. Like, we have this idea that it was this long, so long off ago. thing. Yeah. It really, really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the MLK Day sale? No. They do those? Yeah. Uh-huh. I got, like, so many of those um, promotions in my email today. Mm, would you yeah. buy? Not a damn. But how have you been? I've been good. Um, Low-key, waiting for that snow that never really came. It was a dusting. Yeah. So all week they had been building up to this massive snowstorm that was coming over the weekend. And so Saturday morning we like got up and we had like our training session. So we went to the, the gym mm-hmm. and it started like snowing a little bit when we were in the gym. And we were like, okay, let's, you know, by the time we get out, it'll be like really snowing. Mm-hmm. All the snow was gone. <laughs> wow. By the time we got out, watched some new shows on Netflix. Nice. I finished Monarca, the uh, okay. tequila show. Yeah, I have to watch that one. It's good. I didn't know. Uh, I was reading about it when I when I finished, but Salma Hayek was like involved with the creation and production of the show. Oh, I love her. Yeah, and it was good. I started watching um, the boys. Is that on Netflix? It's on Amazon Prime. Okay, I have that. I have to watch it. Yeah, so it's about it's like a different take on superhero shows and like superheroes because. They're like for profit. I actually did see the preview. You did? For this. Okay. I think one of the guys on that show is really, he's a gay guy in real life. Which one? His name's Chris in real life. He has a really nice beard. Uh, he's super cute. I follow him on Instagram. With superhero is he? I don't, I don't watch the show, so I don't know. But what his me, outfit look like? Give me a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that he is on the show, no? no? Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's not? Are you sure? Uh-uh. No. Are you sure? I'm sure. They're for profit. Okay. On, on this show, it's like this company kind of like, they have contracts. Okay. And they're worth like a like, lot of money. They're not a 501c3. Not at all. <laughs> non profit you know. It's no charity work. It's like, 
it's hilarious. It's like a dark comedy. Okay. And they all have these, like, because, you know, we think of, of superheroes as, like, they're so altruistic and they're mm-hmm. so, like, you know, want to save the world and save everybody. But they're like, no. Oh, <laughs> they do it for money. <laughs> they, money, my coin. <laughs> yeah. Everything is, like, the people they save is, like, produced. They have camera crews that, like, follow them around. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, like, hilarious. You have to see it. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll watch You'll probably that. like it. Yeah. Even though you're not into superheroes. Something happens, like, in the first episode that kind of, like, sets the scene. For the season, but it's hilarious. I'm on, I believe, episode like four nice. out of ten. Yeah, so it's good. Awesome. Yeah. So let's hop over to the next segment of the show. It's time for what, what you're drinking. drinking. What are we drinking, Maurice? So tonight we have a spicy locale margarita. Margarita. I, I, I. Yes, we like our tequila. I love me some tequila. Now this particular drink was actually. Um, somewhat customized mm-hmm. based upon a gift that Maurice had given me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's this, um, almost this liquor decanter of sorts. Um, it's called One Part. Yeah. And it's this beautiful glass case and it has like this, almost like this metal um, tea net. I kind of almost think of like if you have loose think teas of, yeah, yeah. and you want to put loose tea mm-hmm. into a kettle and brew the tea. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that. It's kind of like that. In yeah. a glass. And it has a compartment. And it comes with these different infusions mm-hmm. and blends mm-hmm. that you can used to infuse your spirits. Yeah. So this particular set was the tequila set because I love tequila. And the particular one that we chose today was the spicy blend. Mm-hmm. And it includes, I cannot pronounce this first one, <laughs> Sencha Sakuza, which okay. I'm guessing is some kind of a Japanese pepper. Pepper. And orange zest, pink peppercorn, and chili flakes. Mm-hmm. So basically I just put the spices into the metal... Um, like sieve or what would you call that? A basket. Basket, and pour the tequila over it. Let it kind of brew, if you will, for or like steep or steep. Yeah, yeah more so steep, mm-hmm. not brew, for about four hours. And now we're enjoying this lovely cocktail. Yeah, it inf- infuses the tequila with whatever flavor right. that you put in that basket. Yeah, I'm gonna try yeah. the smoky one next. Yeah, it gives like a mezcal feel. Okay, I thought that we should do spicy for tonight, and it's yeah, because it's, it's so cold out. You gotta warm things gotta up, warm heat it up. up. Okay, Bobby, and we added fresh lime juice. <laughs> you these ice cubes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to put the drink down. I heard. <laughs> then we added what? Fresh lime juice, uh-huh. which was zero calories. Yeah, it's just. Juice, juice yeah. from a lime. Yeah, and we added agave nectar, mm-hmm. but the light, light. <laughs> agave nectar. They do have it at Whole Foods. And then we added in the triple sec, and that's it. It's not like those skinny girl margaritas because those taste funny. It tastes watered mm-hmm. down. Yeah, but this is good. All right, well, let's hop to the next segment of the show. It's time for category Great is. is. So what's the first category of the week? The first category of this week is in television. The snowstorms miss us, but we prepare to sit in the house and watch television. Yeah, it's Netflix and chill season. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, some of us are chilling with our base, some mm-hmm. of us are chilling alone, but we're chilling nonetheless. <laughs> under your weighted blanket? Yes, I never feel alone under my weighted blanket. Okay, my weighted blanket hugs me in all the right places. I saw this thing on Instagram, and it was these people sitting under the weighted blanket, and they were like, help, I feel trapped. <laughs> I've seen them too where it's like, sorry, I was late for work because I couldn't get up from my oh, blanket. Wow. It is a real thing. Like when it's on you, you're like, fuck, I can't get up. I feel is it like a thunder shirt for dogs? Yes, exactly. You know what? Exactly. That's so the exactly thunder shirt for dogs is like this compression kind of almost like a harness or 
shirt. I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. But it like compresses the dog so they it like hugs them really tightly and it's supposed to calm them down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the weighted blanket has some um you know, features that supposed to, it lowers your heart rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it, <laughs> Mine it, would be elevated. It lowers your blood circulation. <laughs> your blood circulation. No it gets you calm. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your breathing. It, I would have it helps you to relax. No, thanks. Oh, okay. Well, I like it. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> under the weight of my blanket, I watched a pretty weighty documentary or serious and heavy documentary about Aaron Hernandez. Aaron. Aaron? Well, oh. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron, because he's from Connecticut. Yes. But did you see, so Aaron Hernandez is the um, New England Patriots tight end. He was. Oh, <laughs> well. That's just facts. Well, okay. <laughs> Who um, had this really tough past. and Wasn't that tough, though? I mean, his dad was abusive. But did you people I mean, they whose said, daddy wasn't? Did you speak when they said his dad was a first-generation immigrant from Puerto Rico? Like he came over with the Jones Act or something? The Puerto Rico's a commonwealth. Well, at or the territory. Time, if he came like during Jones Act time, then maybe. He Girl, could bye. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to be like all of his story. Yeah. But, um, so his downfall began when he allegedly, well, he got convicted, so... He was involved in the murder of his sister, his girlfriend's sister's boyfriend. So his would-be brother-in-law. Would-be brother-in-law, yeah. And that just... Odin Brown. Odin. Was it Brown? Odin. Yeah. Were they Haitian? I thought like no, they No, they were from... Um, they were from somewhere in the Caribbean. Because his mom had an accent. It wasn't Haitian, though. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I have this idea that like there's a whole bunch of Haitians in New England. Because there are. I know. See, that's why I just thought he was Haitian. Anyway, um, so the documentary was very, very interesting. It's called The Mind of Aaron Hernandez on Netflix. No, it's called Killer Inside. Is it? Yeah. That's the first. And then it has the colon. Because you know it ain't good if it ain't got no colon. Oh, true. (laughs) I could have got to have a colon. (laughs) So Killer Inside, colon, colon. The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Uh Okay, so it's broken down into three parts. So you can really watch it in one day. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and watched it, like, a, like certain parts, because okay. I had to, like, rewind. Yeah. But it was so good to me. Yeah. Some of the points I just want to kind of, like, address were, first, I remember this case happening. hmm And I want to say it was, like, 2013, right? Um, it was, like, it was going down, like, the court case. Like, 12, 13, I think. Right. Yeah. I was in law school, and I specifically remember, like, one of my, my evidence professor talking about, like, the overwhelming amount of evidence in the Odin shooting mm-hmm. that was, like should have been admitted but wasn't admitted and all that stuff and how like an influence of celebrity can Uh kind of like sway the courts in juries and at the time when when the case was happening Mm -hmm. i was like oh this guy's hot oh my god like yes like he is sexy (laughs) innocent i was feeling Aaron. Mm -hmm. but then with all this time that has gone past and with rewatching this documentary he was not whatsoever attractive to me. You lie. No. He looked like a Neanderthal. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> when he was coming up out that house in them red shorts. Oh, god, With no underwear on and them things was swinging. Oh, gosh. I, he did not do it for me. Now, DJ, his brother? The brother's cute. The brother was cute. But, I mean, he was attractive. You can't take that away from him. His hairline was a little weird. It was very close to his eyebrows. It was very Teresa Dudice. Yeah. <laughs> he did, like, thread it back on show. <laughs> 
from Top Model. Remember her? Yeah, season the five. Indian one. Yeah. <laughs> so the documentary, I'm not like really into the true crime documentaries, especially when like someone is dead and passed away and they can't not defend themselves, but they can't explain themselves. And I think I think that with this one, I mean, he had to explain because you just felt like I felt kind of sorry for him. For Aaron, really? Yeah. Why? Just because I think he really did have like that troubled past. Like he did have those kind of daddy issues. He did have like that traumatic home life. And not to excuse, Mm -hmm. not to excuse, you know, what he did. And he had a drug problem. He smoked a lot of weed, apparently. I mean, is weed even a drug? I mean, anymore. Well, it does something to you. But I think, you know, just that and then. He was battling with his sexuality and that's what I wanted more. A lot of on. things going on, yeah, especially with the high school um, dude. The one that was sitting next to his yes. dad, and the dad was like, "Oh, he's not gay." And he's like, "Oh, well, dad, I was fucking him." Like, yeah, and then the one he was doing in jail. Well, that one, yeah. Child, he put cracked out. He did, um, but I think you know, and then the whole thing at the end where they were trying to. Not blame it on the concussions that he had as a football player. Oh, the CTE. The CTE, but I think not. it doesn't excuse what happened, but mm-hmm. I think it explains it. And I did feel sorry, because, like, and then the mom, like, she was fucking the cousin's the cousin. husband. <sighs> it was just a lot. Mess. Yeah. And the mom was like, you got $40 million, just give me a give million. Give me a I'm million. Set. Yeah. Yeah, the mom was, like, definitely lychee. Mm-hmm. Um, Shayana, his girlfriend, his fiance or whatever. Yeah, she was really a pretty girl, except for them contacts. In contacts, you know, yeah. I do not like a color really contact. And I was just like, she don't work because she was at every court case. Yeah, <laughs> he one he should have hired Juan Baez as his attorney in the first case. Okay, because he was accused of killing three people. Yeah, he, uh, there was an incident where allegedly he was at a nightclub. Somebody mm-hmm. spilled a drink on him, and he pulled up at them at the red light and it's, just shot yeah. five rounds into the car, and killed them both. Um, I think he did that one too. I he seemed to me irrational, but to me yeah. it was just like here's this young man. He was so young. Mm-hmm. I think that to me, um, they they kind of like juxtaposed him to Tim Tebow. Yeah, which was like okay, is that even really necessary? It was, I think. You think so? Because they were so. teammates. They were teammates, and then they were just so opposite. Right, but I think that the thing with. Aaron is that I feel he was caught up trying to live this fantasy of who he thought he needed to be. It's like mm-hmm. you're making forty million dollars, you're on the winningest team in the NFL, mm-hmm. and you are like at the the apex of your career. People would kill to be where you are, no. but you're out here killing people for spilling drinks on you or well. for catching you in sexually compromising positions. Like well. But it also to me, I kind of wanted there to be more conversation about the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that is rampant within this sport right. or within society because mm-hmm. I, they also had that other gay guy who used to play in the NFL well, he was just talking about he how he added nothing <laughs> to the story to me he but I think his purpose was to be like look I'm a gay guy and basically I felt the need and the pressure to conceal my true sexuality and it was not a safe space for me to fully be myself and I felt this pressure okay and they, but think, what they were trying to analogize to that. this case that's what I wanted to know to the legal case nothing you, yeah well, he, I felt bad for him because he talked about how he gained all that weight because he wanted to purposely be ugly. That's fine. You can get your own documentary short somewhere <laughs> another time. Mm. Not today. But all of the factors combined, you kind of see 
What happened? The documentary did do a good job of painting the full picture mm-hmm. and showing all the pieces yeah. of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I on first watch, I remember texting you like, are they really trying to blame this on CTE? Because mm-hmm. I think that's you bullshit. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many people have played in the NFL and have had concussions and have had compromised frontal lobes mm-hmm. of their brain, which yeah. impact areas of, you know, decision-making, impulse, rational But then stuff. when they kept saying how many committed suicide and it was like rapid succession like right. Junior Seau um Aron, or Aaron uh-huh. and then like some other people they were listing right. was, I, mean, I, I do believe that CTE was a factor was it the sole factor no, no definitely no. not but definitely it was like a it was a looking at the totality of the mm-hmm. circumstances you can see how this happened it doesn't excuse anything I still also think that this it was inherent to who he was as a person. I think the number well, one thing that they did wrong, mm-hmm. he should have never gone back to New England. They should have sent him clear across the country to be somewhere else. I think that yeah. was wrong. Once he started in the NFL. Okay, okay. Because he played in Florida, mm-hmm. the games were for the Gators. Yeah, University it, of Florida. And it wasn't until he went back to New England, where he was from, and had connections with those with those local people, uh, like the guy that he shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he like, didn't have any control over that though. It's just where he gets drafted. Right. But his agents, his coaches, they should have made they, they should have made sure. Because mm-hmm. and that was another thing. Mm-hmm. They were talking about they do all these like background checks mm-hmm. and all these behavioral studies mm-hmm. and stuff on the athletes. I don't think they do that on white athletes. Do you think they have Peyton Manning getting behavioral and psychological studies? Do you think they have that I on Tom so. Brady? No, they don't. I think they they do. doing that on the black and brown athletes uh... because they come from troubled homes and are they gonna be worth the trouble? Um, I I don't know. I feel like they do it. The, the NFL does it on everybody. I would think they do it on a significant number of people, especially if you're like top. If you're going first round draft pick, absolutely. I mean, I he, he, but he can it. get picked to the fourth, right? Because of concerns with him. Yeah, but I think when these like scouts and these agents and they know because the field, I mean, the pool is not that deep mm. anyway, so. Some people probably oh I don't know about Aaron. You might want to oh well why is that? Let's do this thing. But I think I think if you're definitely like Heisman Trophy winner or gonna be in the first round, I think they definitely do a background check. They do drug tests. I think they do all of that stuff. People get drug tested to work at McDonald's. Come on, do that. Yeah, oh. I think it was a top or a bottom. Bottom. One thing I did find troubling about the um like the whole timeline because you know they kept going like back. And scrolling forward, like on the timeline when things I, happened, I hate it. it. Was hard to follow. Yeah, I wish it was more chronological. But I do remember when that radio station was like making fun of him, and mm-hmm. like the they were making like those um, like sex jokes about him. Uh-huh. And then like two days later, he committed suicide. Right. So I think that may have had something to do with it. Yeah. One of the journalists was talking about how that was unethical, mm-hmm. and wasn't right, and yeah. I totally agree yeah, with that. Yeah, that's her. what I agree with. I don't I, I don't think and that only happened. I didn't realize that he killed himself like in 2019. I know 17. I'm sorry, 2017. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're a violent nation. Mm-hmm. We have an obsession with violence, mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes we glorify the killers and the forget about the forget victim. about the victims. Mm-hmm. And that to me is what's really sad. Yeah, I mean, his victims all around. I think he's definitely like his his mom was on there, and that was sad. Odin's mom. Yeah, yeah, she had that horrible wig too. But um, the sister, I don't know. They had some drama going on. They did have some drama. It was a lot. I feel like there's a lot more to the story. That yeah, we don't that we know. don't know. That's like on the cutting room floor somewhere. Right. And I just, I don't know. Like now, I have more questions 
then I think I got answers. Yeah. Well, hopping from murders to breakups. (laughs) (laughs) So Rihanna broke up with her man. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, no. Is it confirmed? Well, she kind of posted. So they announced over the weekend on Saturday that Mm -hmm. they were broken up. And then she posted on Instagram that she's like, I'm good. I'm fine. Like, I'm the sexiest woman. I'm killing it. Okay. And Mr. Jamil, is he, where's he from? The UAE? I don't know. I just know he's Middle Eastern. He's like a billionaire. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Especially yeah. when, he, when he's in his full Middle Eastern outfit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the only outfit he could wear with me. Like, I want, the, I want the whole garb. What's going to wear under that? Hopefully nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tequila got a sauce. <laughs> Spicy tequila. Picante. <laughs> but um, they've been together for three years. Yeah. And um, they've broken up. But now she's dating ASAP Rocky. Wait, hold up. So... When they were at that ball, you actually posted the picture where she was in that on our um, end of year mm-hmm. roundup. The yeah. outfit she was wearing the with the, the cornrows yeah. and that little, mm-hmm. um, what color would that be called? Teal? It was like a turquoise. Turquoise. Uh, the turquoise mm-hmm. outfit. She brought ASAP Rocky as her oh, date. Kylie's going to get her. Well, no, Kylie's with the Travis Scott. Oh. <laughs> See, how I My know bad. this better than you now? My, they look the same. They do look exactly My the bad. same. But allegedly, she dated ASAP Rocky like back in 2013. Oh, but I don't think he was like um, he was just starting out. Okay, and she was like, you he know, you can't get under my umbrella, <laughs> you know, and so you know, you, you raise your fame game. But now she's with him, mm-hmm. and I think that like her and Mr. Jamil have been broken up for a minute. They had to have been then, and like it's just now like she's letting it out. Okay, but I mean. I don't really get into Rihanna's world of life. I think she's just out here having fun. She don't really care. She ain't trying to handle babies and settle down into that life. I really do think that it might have been like a cultural difference in things. I, I think so too. I, really, I mean, because she's from Barbados, uh-huh. right? That's like carnival. Mm-hmm. It's a hot climate. They naked be naked all the, all the time. She don't never wear no bra. Right. I mean, she got panty lines. Mm-hmm. Her brand is sex, and mm-hmm. she's about to marry this very conservative Muslim man. Mm-hmm. Is she really trying to do what Janet did? I mean, Janet did it, and Janet got a nice payout, honey. <laughs> I would not be mad at that. I would. Janet out here looking like a mummy, <laughs> wrapped up in all them garments. She can't even dance no more. She sure can. She is so damn uh, wrapped up. So constricted with her thunder shirt on. <laughs> She got a nice. She do look like a zombie from Thriller. Doesn't she? Doesn't she? Because she's just she got on so many clothes mm-hmm. and leggings and mm-hmm. boots. I know she got to be sweating, getting the heat rash up underneath there. Hot. You can't even see her make movements. This is insane. Yeah. I mean, she got on about ten burgers. But she got about ten million in that bank account. I think B. A month. Well, no, she she got a lot. I mean, I mean, she got that baby too. Child support. But her man's from Qatar. Yeah. So I mean, Rihanna. But Rihanna doesn't need that move, right? I mean, neither did Janet. Janet ain't need that either. But Janet, like, doubled her worth. Yeah. How you gonna go from that fine-looking Aladdin <sighs> to that? Miss Seeley. Basically. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I think I probably would have gotten married, put on that burqa for three, four years. Right. And then cast out. Well, at do the you end. think maybe she's getting like with another musician because it's like she's getting uh-uh. the pressure to get back into music? And the other. <laughs> that CD ain't never coming out. <laughs> That's why they really broke up. He was right. tired of waiting for that CD. <laughs> he was like, Rihanna, when is that CD coming out? I'm just saying, but like, I feel like he is more of a businessman. He has businesses, he has empires. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he might have helped to influence some of her. 
I'm, business decisions. Her, I think so her too. Business decisions yeah. and growth. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I got what I got. And she's just trying to go back and like do the, the music thing. But it's like, mm. sis, no, sit over there. Then she might as well go back to Chris Brown. I mean, she ain't doing that. Didn't he just have like another baby? Yeah. With um, somebody else. That Carucci look alike? They all look the same. <laughs> I thought it was Cassie for a minute. Oh, we know he likes some ablation. Well, I don't think it's smart to downgrade like that. What can be such for love, though? I mean. Is it love? I love money. And that Arab man got it. A man who sells his soul profits nothing. That is not. <laughs> is that not the Bible verse? What, was, no. what, what am I trying to say? What profit a man to gain the whole world for the price of his soul? Exactly. That, that was what not, I was trying to say. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. But I would enjoy that money and that life a lot more than what ASAP Rocky got. He's probably going to be in jail next week. You don't know what he's saying? He got like, I mean, that, ain't, that can't pay my bills. That's true. Unless he got an OnlyFans <laughs> charging $19.99 a month. Do you think they have like celebrity OnlyFans? I doubt it. I doubt it too. These OnlyFans, by the way, some of them be whack. They do be. And they don't be releasing enough when they need to. <laughs> but you can go on Twitter. They put all the previews on there. And on Bing. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> Mine's too. All right. So have you heard about the latest controversy with Calm de Garçon? I saw Comme des Garçons is a Japanese fashion house. Um, it's not French? No, they're, fa- oh. they're, they're it's Japanese. Oh, okay. So, um, and they, they're kind of sometimes known for like that heart with the eyes. It's like on the Converse sneakers and sweaters and stuff. Oh, that's them. Yeah, that's Comme okay, des Garçons. Okay, I've seen that. Okay. So, they just had a uh, fall winter men's 2020 fashion show in Japan. And they had the men walk out in lace front cornrow wigs. <laughs> Now, you know, these wigs was a hot-ass mess. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like every couple of months, you know, every, like, we talk about some, like, racist thing that someone's done. Mm-hmm. Or some, at this point, I'm almost tired of it. Because I feel like these fashion houses are just doing it for, like, what's that called? The hype. The hype. Or just doing it to, like, create controversy. Yeah. Or to get clicks. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's okay, is it race baiting? Like, is it clickbait? Is it just, they're just trying to like, look, they're the top trending thing now. Yeah, they're trying to increase their web traffic, their awareness and things like that. But I couldn't tell you what any of those clothes look like Mm -mm. because all people are talking about is (laughs) those wigs, which are horrible. They were terrible. You know. Oh my God. I'm not mad at the fact that, you know, like Mark Jacobs in the past has gotten in trouble or gotten flack for models wearing dreadlocks Mm -hmm. um, or faux locks, you know. There was another fashion house, I think it was a Gucci that did like the um Oh the, the turtleneck with the with the looked like with the big with the lips. big red lips over yeah. it with the mask. Like black and it's like what do we get mad about? I'm just mad at the poor execution of quality. Because right. don't let me see no clockable lace front line. And they were bad. They were like you could just it was just sitting. It was like pulled all the way forward. All the way forward. The lace wasn't cut, the no. lace wasn't bleached, the lace wasn't even glued. It was like on their eyebrows. I'm just mad. And I'm like, and then it was just like the distance between the cornrows wasn't right. I'm just, I was just upset with the poor execution of it. They really could have well, just braided the model's hair. or Well, except for that black one because he had Or not braided hair, their hair. Yeah. I, I'm not mad that, that they were trying to like adopt or appropriate a black hairstyle because I don't. Oh. I'm mad that it was just done so poorly. That, that, 
Oh, I don't. Ooh. Is that controversial? I don't. Ooh, this is not. I said what I said. Oh, ooh, okay. Is that but, unpopular? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Because you're only mad. That... No, because if I'm mad. My thing is. So if. if Get a whole bunch of white models with uh-huh. long hair that's long enough to cornrow. Get a whole bunch of African ladies to come over there and cornrow their actual hair. And that would have been okay with me. Bo Derek braids. Yeah, get your Bo Derek braids. No, that okay. no man. They couldn't cornrow their own hair because you know how they run from one show to the next. So... That's not true. Let me tell you, boo. Mm, I don't know. I don't think absolutely. they have enough time for all that. They absolutely do. It just goes to show they weren't doing it for fashion. They weren't doing it for anything other than let's do this for the hype, for the attention. We're blowing up on Twitter. It's like one of the highest trending topics mm-hmm. for the week. It was just poorly, poorly done. And again, you can't blame the models, right? Because they're trying to get paid. Because they're just getting paid. They're just yeah. so bitch, show up and walk. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pay me $10,000, I'm going to walk down there and a whole <laughs> type of offensive shit knowingly and not right. give a damn, okay? Because right. I got bills they to got pay. They got bills to pay. But I said what I said. Oh, okay. Okay, All so, right. so, so say what y'all gonna say. And they will. Thank you. Drop down in the comments. Okay. Oh, before we hop into Realness for the Week, we need to give a synopsis on the Sussex family. Oh, yes. So this is our Sussex uh, synopsis. Yes. They, they've gotten their whole segment on the all categories of this point. <laughs> yes. So we talked to you last week about how Harry and Meghan said they wanted to have take a step back from being senior royals um, in the British royal family. It's lean back. <laughs> lean back. They leaning back. <laughs> they Hard. decided they wanted to move uh, to North America, which is probably going to be Vancouver in Canada, uh, British Columbia, Canada. And they were going to have like these ongoing talks with the Queen, with Prince Charles, with William to mm-hmm. kind of carve out what their next chapter was going to be. And so Harry stayed in London. And Megan went back to um, Vancouver to be with Archie because he stayed over there. And with Jessica. I mean, Serena was busy. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. But Her Majesty the Queen approved Harry and Megan temporarily relinquishing their titles as his and her royal highness. They will still, Harry will still be known as Prince Harry. Megan will still be the Duchess of Sussex. Okay. Well, he'll still be the Duke. He still will be the Duke of, of Sussex. And they're going to pay back like $3 million worth of renovations they had done. Just to that brand new home? Yeah. That old home. Just moved in. Yeah. God damn. Frogmore Cottage on Windsor Estate. They, because um, that was taxpayer money. Right. Um, they're going to not receive any funding from the sovereign grant, which is like this taxable, this money that they collect basically from taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince Charles is still going to like privately fund whatever kind of money they need. They're both independently wealthy anyway, so we'll see Megan's independently wealthy? Yeah, she got more than me. I'm sure she has a cute She got coin. coin. Honey, but we went to her little townhouse in Canada. <laughs> Honey. She lived down the street well, from Christmas Well, Sheena came it up was from the hood. that. Okay. <laughs> she was hood adjacent in Toronto. <laughs> you know who's in Toronto. Girl, Actually, there are. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so. He's worth okay. $40 million. 50. Oh, 50. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, they're going to potentially, they're going to move to Canada. They're going to take, I think it's just going to be a hiatus. Because nothing really changed, I think. Like, if you read the Queen's statement, it was mm-hmm. like, they still hold the titles. They're just not going to use them. Right. And what it all boils down to is, like, in a year, they're going to reassess. Revisit. Yeah. Okay. And revisit. So I, I think, think it's they just, just temporary. want things to calm down. I think they needed a break, get some separation, some distance mm-hmm. between the heat that was going on. And I think 
it's gonna give the royal family an opportunity to see like what they're gonna miss out on and recruit and be like oh shit mm-hmm. you never miss a good thing until it's gone and because she's the best thing to happen to that family okay and they really miss the opportunity to move into a very modern era mm-hmm. like even this week they had a um, African thing yeah they, they had like an African summit at the palace right Kate looked frowsy as fuck she looked annoyed like why am I even here and it just shows you the void that's missing like you have the first African American woman or person of African descent in the royal family and she not even at the but didn't like the head African of the African summit? commission summit say like you know Kate, or, or, I'm sorry, Meghan and Harry are like the perfect ambassadors right. for the country mm-hmm. in the UK. Like, yeah. and they're going to move the country forward. Yeah. I don't know. It was so. crazy because we've been talking about this hype for about two weeks now. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't until this weekend when I wasn't even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It kind of just like hit me. I yeah. was like, yo, her royal highness is really that bitch. Okay. Person of the year. And I did admit. How did this happen? And hindsight is twenty twenty because we're in twenty twenty. We are in twenty twenty. <laughs> but I, like, I would have given her my like that would have pushed her over the edge to be my person of the year. Okay. In in twenty nineteen, okay. I admit. Okay. I admit. But to me, like this is such a game. This is such a power move and a game it's changer. A game changer. Like a black woman went up in there, mm-hmm. and to me, it was really personally inspiring. And I I really do appreciate that because it takes a strong ass person to walk away from all that. Because let's mm-hmm. be honest, I wouldn't. I would have fell right well, in line. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and put up with it, and put up with and it, and then unhappy just exactly. for the status or the whatever cloud. that it affords you. But tens for Prince Harry because he was like, "I was born into this. UK is my home, the only home I've ever known, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give it up for the woman that I love." But you know what? That's love. Tens for Harry because that had to be a hard decision for him too. It, I'm and sure I think it was. that that was a big move for him, and mm-hmm. it showed how serious. Not only how serious he is about her and how much he loves her and wants to protect her, but how mature of a person that he can be. Because mm-hmm. to say that, you know, all this money, jewels, castles, fuck all of that. Y'all can have it. Mm-hmm. But what y'all not going to mess with is my woman. And my baby. And my baby. That's a little right. cute baby. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're going to have That's another baby this year, too. They are, they are. Yeah. They are. Okay. So back to the realness topic. So <laughs> this article I came across actually on Twitter. So the article is on queertea.com, mm-hmm. which is a gay blog. And it says, you're gay and you've slept with all of your friends. Ooh, ooh. The prompt is, here's a little game. Count your five closest gay friends. Now count how many of them you've had sexual relations with. How many did you get? How many did you kiss? How many did you get? Like, when you count it, how many you okay, had? Okay, so my five closest gay friends. Uh-huh. One. Lies. That's true. That is not true. I have some, like, tertiary, or just not even, like, within the tier, just mm-hmm. associates. Okay. Who I have um, I had sex with, but we don't want to be friends. I found that for me... <laughs> Smash a dash. No, for me, once I've crossed that barrier with you, uh-huh. it's we can't be friends. Okay. Like, um, <laughs> different you know, what? Nothing. No, before like there was actually one friend that I had. Uh huh. Me, me and him were really, really tight. Oh. 
And um, so that's one. That's but we are no longer friends. Okay. So me and him were really tight. We were friends uh-huh. for about eight years, and um, we were super close. And there was a point in my time where I was going through a breakup, and I was just having a moment of weakness, and I wanted to be with someone it that ain't I that weak, honey. <laughs> Stop. I wanted to be with someone that like I knew. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be back out there in the streets dating. Mm. So you know, he and I hooked up, but it destroyed our friendship. Because of that, was that bad? No, it wasn't bad. Oh. It wasn't actually bad at all. Oh. It's just like once we once we crossed that line, yes, I couldn't go back. back. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I operate. Yeah, and that's what the article kind of says is that, you know, it's it gave like kind of these reasons or underlying theories about why mm-hmm. a lot of gay men are friends with people they've hooked up with. And one of the reasons was that um, you either start out as friends and then somehow you cross the line. But then when you do that, it kind of, has potential to ruin the friendship. Right. And you can't kind of go back right. to just being friends. Yeah. I mean, and I have friends that, like, you know, we dated and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, and we, and we messed around. And mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, okay, it's not going to work. And then it was easy to be friends. But okay. if we go to friends to messing around and back to friends, has never happened for me personally. Okay. How about okay. for you? Um, You and I were in a relationship, so that's right. different. That's different. I feel like you have a lot of gay friends. You do have a lot of gay friends, not as many as me, probably. Not as many as you, okay, no. right. but of the ones, I think that um, I probably at least kissed most of them. Right, I kissed I kissed a lot of my friends too. I mean, that just happens, happens. when you're drunk. <laughs> but one of the reasons in the article said that you know sometimes you're well, it was given reasons like oh, gay men are just hypersexualized, and which I didn't really agree with. Because that kind of, like, is a stereotype, I think. Yeah, I think also for me, I think that the, the gay social scene, the culture that's like, happens in bars and nightclubs is very much, like, predicated on hookup. Like, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe not as much today because we have, like, grinders apps. and apps and yeah. stuff. But I think, like, at least when I was, like, in my early 20s, mm-hmm. it was like, you went to the club. And it was like, how many <laughs> numbers can I get? Mm-hmm. Who can I talk to? Like, that mm-hmm. was everyone's MO. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would meet guys. And you make out, you exchange numbers, you hook up. Like, that was just how you got to know people. Mm-hmm. But then you quickly realize, all right, I don't like, like or respect them. this person. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't like them in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see myself being with them that way. Let's just be friends. Yeah. And you can perfectly well, be friends. Yeah. And then also the circles are so small. Exactly. And it's like... When I talk to a lot of my straight friends, they don't really understand. Like, oh, well, hey, you used to date X person. You know, I'm like, oh, we only dated for like a month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're friends now. And they're like, oh, well... I don't get that, and that's a problem for them. Yeah, and not even and to be that fully was part of the article too. You know, to be even fully transparent, you know, you were like my first boyfriend, and I've had two subsequent boyfriends, and to a certain extent, our friendship has been a problem for the next one. for my boyfriend. Yeah, for yeah. my other boyfriends, and I and I try my best to like quell their concerns and you know, make modifications. We've talked. Like, you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. there have been changes in our friendships when I've had boyfriends come on to see me. Mm-hmm. We might stop talking less, stop mm-hmm. seeing each other less, mm-hmm. um, to make them comfortable. But it's like, I'm not, you're my friend. You're not yeah, going it's nowhere. Not, yeah, yeah. Like, I have to do my best to make them comfortable, but it's mm-hmm. only so much I can do. Yeah. But I, it always perplexes me when I find gay men who are uncomfortable with their boyfriend being friends with their exes because I'm like, that's our that's culture. How that's how we do. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, like, do you mean to tell me you don't have any friends that are exes? Mm-hmm. And they always do. And I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. But it's like, but they're not comfortable with mine. Well, you know, do as I say, not as I do. <sighs> right. We're in a space where we already feel ostracized. We already feel isolated. And, you know, it's, it's a community building. And you don't want to 
kind of reject or not build a relationship or a friendship or communication with someone, you know, mm-hmm. just because it might not have worked out romantically, but we could still be friends. And I think I would say definitely. Well, let's be honest. A couple, I, at least a couple. A couple what? People? Uh-huh. Okay, for you. Yeah, for me. Yeah, for me, I'm, I've... There, okay, so there was one friend that I was absolutely in love with. And you still are. Yeah, but we're just friends. And there was one other friend that I was I dated briefly, and we're friends. Okay. And there was another friend, my best friend, who everyone thought we were dating, but we weren't. Y'all should. <laughs> Stop. Okay. No. He has an amazing boyfriend who I love. I think it's, it's, it's more perplexing that people expect you to have this, like, adversarial relationship with all of your right. exes. Yeah. I think that, you know, to me, it is a sign of maturity, mm-hmm. you know, that you can be friends with your exes. Mm-hmm. But I'm also noticing changes within myself. The older I get, the less I want to be friends with my ex. Really? Yeah. Okay. And, and not to sound, like, negative or pessimistic, but I think uh. that when... But it comes to... It's like a latent maturity, right? Because, look, uh-huh. our, straight, our straight counterparts uh-huh. are dating in high school. Uh-huh. I mean, well... Kids today are dating in middle school, but it's different times. When we was coming up, I wasn't out in high school. Right. So I wasn't dating. Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting Mm -hmm. to explore at the same rate as my straight counterparts. Mm -hmm. So it's like a delayed adolescence. Right. So my therapist told me that. Yeah, it's it's true. It's a real thing. Uh So we're kind of like delayed and trying to play catch up. Mm -hmm. So when I was a young gay in my early twenties, I felt like the need, and even my mid twenties, I felt the need to like be friends with people that I dated but didn't want to be with. Right. Right. But now I'm like. In my early 30s, mm-hmm. I'm very much like, you know what? I'm good yeah. on friends. Uh-huh. I have enough friends. What you I don't have is a man. Thank you. You're trying to get that. And I'm trying to get that. <laughs> so you know what? Yeah. Did you see on, was it the Screen Actors Guild Awards, where Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston had a little moment? Yes, I did. It was kind of cute. That's because you like that. It gave me, like, all the feels. First of all. Because. Go ahead. There was a video. Uh-huh. The pictures you know, like, memorialize this moment in yeah, time. It makes yeah. it seem like it was long. But if you watch the video... I didn't watch the video. It was very quick. Was it was, it? like, less than three seconds. Really? Yes. It okay. was, like, like, she ripped her arm away and walked away really fast. So the the, oh. the photographs give you one image of, like, this longing desire. He's grabbing her wrist and like, yeah. she's gazing at him. They're, like, yeah. But in the video, like, she's like, hey, bye. Like, really? Yes. Don't ruin that for me. Yeah, you want to see it? I had a whole I'll moment. It up. I had a whole moment because I was, like... No. Playing this scenario in my head where he was like, Jennifer, you know, I fucked up back in the day and uh-uh. I messed up with Angelina and... No, Angelina was that bitch, okay? She was. She, <laughs> you can snatch Brad Pitt. And he saw um, Jennifer Aniston and she had no bra on and them nipples was perked. And that was this she joke. Needed, she needed a pace. She needed some pasties or a, some, some um, skims nipple tape. Because these pictures, and pictures are always just a a snapshot of a bigger moment. Well, the Bureau found a video of this encounter. Now, you take a look at at what this exact encounter was. Okay? Okay? No, that's not all of it. (laughs) That's not all of it. No, it's not. Because where has been hugging up, kissing? That picture, yeah. That's just them walking away. That was a moment. I want them to get back together. I don't. I do. Because she was I basic from day one. No, stop. She just needs some skims body tape to 
She might not give a hand. Down. We got all them kids and all that child support. That's fine. They can work it out. She is independently wealthy herself. Them friends checks are still coming. I liked her with Justin. Justin Timberlake? Thoreau. Did you see the leftovers in them gray sweatpants? Girl. What's the leftovers? It's a show. It was I think it was on HBO. Uh-huh. And he was on there. And he would always run in these gray sweatpants. He did not wear underwear mm. or the proper underwear. Irish. And baby. When I break, I break. Okay. About my face. About my face. Okay. Okay. Done. Okay, Mariah. But no, I think um, when I was younger, definitely I was of the of the mindset where we're done. I don't have to be your friend. We're mm-hmm. not friends. Don't talk to me anymore. I'm out. And I think as I got older, it was more like, okay, well, we've been together this long, or X also amount the of reverse time. Of me. Yeah. Oh, interesting. X amount of time. Um, we can still be friends, and so like we're still friends. It all depends on My, the circumstances uh, of the breakup as well. The, well, no, not necessarily, <laughs> because I've had some contentious you breakups. Had, you had some messy ones, Ugh. and including ours. But it was very messy. I'm yeah. not dying, and so <laughs> we're still friends. I'm still friends with my other ex. We have a joint custody. But that was custody. a process. Yeah, we have a joint custody arrangement. You would check with your other ex. Yeah. And so, I still think y'all crazy for that. And that's how it is. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Now, now it's, it's time, time for I Said What I Said. So, um, over the weekend, there was a big drop. Or over the week, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. It was a long, yeah. It's extended rollout. But there was this rollout of garments. Athleisure clothing um, from a brand called Adidas. All day I dream about sex. Is that what it stands for? Uh-huh. Well, back in the day it did. Uh-huh. Wow. But, okay, so Adidas or Adidas mm-hmm. um, had released this rollout with Beyonce. Now, mm-hmm. you all know here that Beyonce is my DLC diva of choice. Mm-hmm. And I love and appreciate everything she does. But... You know, there are a few things that I don't appreciate that she does, such as film and acting. She should probably <laughs> stay away from that. Uh, what thing was she that sh- one? Obsessed. Obsessed, yes. Or, or, or Carmen yeah. the Hip Hop Rock. I didn't mind Carmen. The Carmen the Hip Hop was actually yeah, okay. It was like so campy. It was singing. It was like, campy. Yeah, extra. She could, she Because she, she was singing, she could pull that off. Mm-hmm. Obsessed was terrible. Dream Girls, again, that was singing. That was singing. Like, but I'm going to need you to not do a musical. Turn the wigs around. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Take 52. Oh, gosh. Listen. No but she needs to listen to the fact that she's also not a clothing designer. Wow. Um, I just think that fashion, everyone thinks it can be a fashion designer. Kanye is not a fashion man. He got a billion dollars in them shoes, honey. <sighs> I guess. Yeezy. J-Lo is not, I mean, she's had she moderate success. She got a line success. at Kohl's. Come on, girl. Sweet face? Remember she had sweet face? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> But fashion's a hard thing to break into because it's actually people, I think people don't respect it as a craft. Like, you just think you can just throw your name on some shit and it's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, Darion jeans had their moment, but it's Mama like, Tina. was it sustaining? It's like, stay in your lane and stick to what you know. Yeah. Beyonce, no Tino Shay, I don't even look at her as an athletic woman. Like, <laughs> no, bam. What? You can't say that. Is she athletic? I mean, she is Rihanna Thick right now. I mean, but it's not even about You seen that video? Thick. Okay, so listen. Look Mama at my distinction. Thick. If 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 Sierra did a line with Adidas, okay, I would get it. 
Because Sierra looks like she works out. Beyonce Sierra got sketches or something. <laughs> some bands. <laughs> Sierra and some bobos. Maybe she would like Sacconi or Sacconi. Yeah. Why do I not know how to pronounce athletic lines? Is know. it Sacconi or Sacconi? Sacconi. Okay. Um, but like Sierra to me looks like she works out. Beyonce don't look like she works out. I mean, mama eating good. She eating good. That's fine. But she released this line and she sent these hideous like clothing rails mm-hmm. with these like orange overlay snapped enclosures but to did you notice, all of the celebrities. Did you notice it was like a hierarchy though? It was only like the A list got the big Yara Shahidi with Reese uh-huh, Witherspoon got the big thing. Um, I think Ellen got the big one. Ellen did. If you're A list, you got the big. You got one. the big one. If you were like a social media influencer, like there's this one girl I follow. She's like a trans singer. Her name's Mila Jam. She's okay. like green hair. Uh-huh. She got like a little one piece of product. Like oh, Laverne, that's it? yeah, Laverne Cox got like the little steamer cake trunk and like dance around in her closet. Oh. So there was a level. There was there was yeah. A it was like the big one, and then they had like the steamer trunks. Because I think Missy got like the steamer trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, Janelle Monae got the little small little steamer trunk. And then somebody else. But then there was like the next level, which you just got the orange box. Right, the orange cardboard box. Cardboard box. Right. And then. Honey, if I see an orange box, I'm thinking Hermes. <laughs> Not Adidas. Right. <laughs> but to me, the clothing is quite frankly, I think that this orange with this, like this aubergine or this burgundy is just, they're not really complimentary. The clothing to me. It's not really even functional. Mm-mm. I mean, all the pieces that she sent out to these celebrities are really like fan- fantasy and fantastical. Yeah. There's these huge cakes. There's nothing that you can actually work out in. There's nothing that are really viable or that are going to be sellable on a sales floor to the average person. Right. So I feel like this whole rollout was just for hype and shit. And I was really actually hyped about her. It was like around the time of Coachella when she did her Coachella performance. Mm-hmm. It was like yellow and black. That mm-hmm. made sense to me. And they okay. had like the drummers and mm-hmm. that was like the line was supposed to come mm-hmm. and then it never came. Never came. And it's like, okay, now this is what we get, this orange and burgundy, which and it's like heels and the whole the whole <laughs> line and it's these capes and it's like these like long, saggy, voluminous, bellowing garments yeah, that are all not in pockets. With pockets and yeah. all this extra like class and rings and fixtures mm-hmm. and notions and it's too much mm-hmm. for athleisure. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I thought you had Ivy Park with Athleisure. To me, it's just a total misbranding. Mm-hmm. I think the clothes are hideous well, and ugly. I think the rollout was just ostentatious and, and gratuitous. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was just unnecessary. And I'm sorry, Beyonce, but I don't support it. This is garbage. Yeah. It's trash. It's flaming hot trash and it's a mess. Well, they took it out of Topshop because that's where Ivy Park was okay. um, to begin with. Because remember, I think his name was uh, Sir Philip Green. He mm-hmm. had like some shit going on he has some me too shit happening yeah and so Beyonce was like ooh uh uh mm-hmm. or her team was like no ma'am we're gonna take it out of there and so they were looking for I guess another financier or whatever okay and that's where they landed but I mean it's Adidas right what, what, <laughs> what were like, you expecting like to me I felt like Ivy Park was already like was like Lululemon for black girls Lululemon. <laughs> I was there today, baby. Yeah, I had to get some pants. <laughs> so I went out to the one in the suburbs, and it was like mm-hmm. pretty hot. Yeah, but I feel like you know she tried to go high end with yeah. this with this launch and get really conceptual, conceptual Conce- rather. <laughs> the Marguerite is hitting. Yeah, but um, she. I feel like if she was gonna do it, like to me, Adidas is super like 
accessible and regular, right. regular, regular. Yeah. And she should have gone Ivy Park with like Comme des Garcons. Oh, no, man. They were... Or Ivy Park with like Christian Siriano. <laughs> Don't be. Or, or Ivy Park with, you know, Valentino. Or like Carolina Herrera. She should have gone with a higher fashion house. Not something below her to make. Because like she's not, to me... They were both on the same on level. On the same level, right, 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 right. And they're trying to do this elevated thing. Mm-hmm. My thing's like, no one's buying this product right. at the end of the day. So right. at least if you're going to, like, send stuff to the celebrities, I get, like, sh- like putting in some, like, these fancy garments that mm-hmm. are just about the fantasy, but yeah. also putting something that people are going to buy. Because Yara tried to wear something, and I was like, girl, no, man. I mean, and the sweatpants are, like, $85. I'm yeah. like, get it. Yeah. But they're not even, like, great. They're not even cute. <laughs> they have the pockets are like misplaced the stripes are like mm, no man no man and there's like one garment i think it's like the one shoulder dress that i could see like some. it's like a little tennis dress yeah i could see no no it's the one it's like one shoulder mm-hmm. it's like a full dress it's not the skirt because mm-hmm. the skirt is tacky because it got the cargo pockets like hanging down lower than the hem but the one shoulder dress is like I could see some like fashion over thoughts wearing that. Well, fashion over, I'm sure it's gonna rip off the whole line in a matter of like three hours. They already got it. <laughs> but yeah, I see what you mean. So yeah, I said what I said. It's garbage. It's trash. Mm. I know y'all love Beyonce. I know you y'all want to roast me for it. Yeah, but she needs to stay in her lane. She does. Or she can create her own. Like, didn't you just say, create your own lane for what I mean, you want to do? But she did. Well, and that still um, wasn't hitting. Okay. So my I say what I said for this week is going out to all of the people on Instagram again. I noticed it like around December because, mm-hmm. you know, most people graduate in like May, but there is like a contingent of people who, you know, you might need to take an extra course or you failed something and they only offer it in the fall. So you got to take it again. But there's some people who graduate in December. Right. And so there are a lot of people I noticed on social media they would have like these photo shoots and they would have like their cap and gown if they were in a fraternity or sorority they would have like their greek letters or their greek colors or something and they got off the chain with it they they would always be in like some nondescript like parking lot or industrial area parking lot yeah with like a decrepit like brick wall and they would have those like smoke flare things in like the color of their school or their fraternity or like the whole life sorority, things, things like the Indian festival or like yeah like okay, that okay. and they would create like this whole moment they would have videographers photographers taking pictures and videos mm. of them in their cap and gowns and just they do them for gender reveals but what's that GPA though? <sighs> barely passed thank you they Kind of do the same thing for, like, gender reveals with, like, the color stuff. They do them for weddings, proposals, and just any event you can think of. Mm -hmm. Retirements, fumes. They be down at the funeral with these stuff. Oh, no. (laughs) But it's like they would have these epic photo shoots for whatever celebration they were trying to have. And I think the graduation ones piss me off the most because it's like, girl... What does your GPA look like? Do you, are you do you have a job lined up? 
<laughs> do you are you going to grad school? Like, what are you doing with your life? They got all the kids, right? In the photo shoot, like I'm 23. I got four kids. 23. Yeah. Oh god. I got four kids, three baby daddies, and I did everything on my own, and all these long ass captions. It's like, girl, can you get your shit together? And maybe you would have graduated on time. Hold on. I mean, you know what I mean. I know. And you've seen them. I have. I I get what you're saying. To me, it is annoying when people put all this money and effort into life. Mm-hmm. I, it feels as though people put more effort into celebrating the achievement than they did into achieving into what they achieving achieved. It. Right. Right? It's right. like you, you got by by the skin of your teeth. Right. And you acting like. Did you even graduate? Because I don't see you in no cap and gown. I don't see your degree. Mm-hmm. This is all before the graduation ceremony. But that's a lot of people want to like... Stunt. You know, stunt. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people be out here celebrating these weddings like it is just an achievement. <laughs> and it's like you haven't done anything yet. Like that's like the beginning of something. Like an anniversary is an achievement. Not the wedding. Well, but the way people celebrate anniversaries these days, it's our four month anniversary. Child. Let's have a photo shoot. Spend more time, effort, and energy into achieving what you're trying to get these photos for. I hear that. Yeah. And I said what I said. All right, child. Well, let's hop to the next segment of the show. It's finally time for tens. Tens. <laughs> tens across the, the board. board. My bad. It's okay. We're silly tonight. I love tequila. So this week, my tens goes to 13-year-old young African-American boy, young man, named Sidney Keys III. Is he related to Alicia? I hope not. Yeah, I know. Or, well, yeah, Keys, not Key. I was going to say Well, Francis, her name is Key. Cook. It is Cook. She, she <laughs> real, that was a whole stage name. Right. Um, he's a young black boy from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, Nelly. Yes. It's getting <laughs> hot in the library. <laughs> but he started an organization. It on, though called Books and Bros. And this organization was to encourage uh, that reading among young black boys is fun. The mental. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it basically, it is fundamental, but it's fun. Okay. But it encourages and supports reading Mm -hmm. amongst young black boys specifically. Um, So therefore, it's it's just promoting literacy and engagement in in participation with African-American literature specifically. Mm -hmm. And as we all know that that young black protagonists are underrepresented in child or young adult literature. Okay. And it is an area that's growing Mm -hmm. because of the need and the interest in reading. But I think that it's really important, especially in our communities where sometimes there's not as much emphasis on education and the value of education. And also that it's just fun to read. I think that a lot of our young black boys are pushed into athletics and Mm -hmm. sports and there's not as much focus and emphasis put on reading. And that reading can be fun and it can open up new worlds and it can really allow you to explore and develop as a young person. Reading Rainbow. No, no, no shit. Reading Rainbow was imperative to me. LeVar Burton changed my life. Mm -hmm. Like LeVar Burton, watching Reading Rainbow allowed me to like imagine and explore. That was Mm -hmm. my first time like knowing about things other than my own experience. Take a look. It's in a book. It's in a book. No, ma'am. Reading Rainbow. I love LeBar Burton. LeBar. LeBar. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
I think that to me, as a person who loves to read, and I'm gonna be straight with y'all, like this past, like 2019, I did not read as much. And I love and really enjoy reading. And my goal this year is to read 12 books in 12 months, which is totally doable. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, But especially- Do you have the Libby app? No. You should get it. I need to get it. You should get it. Um, I also like to buy books, but also Mm -hmm. I've been trying to like practice minimalism and they say you should not buy books. Mm -hmm. But I just, it's funny because I set up all my books because I have like, Got like those twenty gallon tubs. Mm-hmm. I have about five of those filled with mm-hmm. books. Get rid of that. But my books are so that. special to me. Mm-mm. Before law school, I used to read a lot mm-hmm. for enjoyment. But when you have a job that yeah, is like, reading. I probably read about two hundred pages a day. You don't when you're tired. You just you don't, you don't want to read when you go mm-hmm. home. But I it's like want, if you're a maid, you don't want to clean when you go exactly. Yeah. When you read a lot for work, it's hard to read for mm-hmm. enjoyment. But I, I it's something I want to make a concerted effort to do. Okay, and I. I um, already finished one book this year. Is this a resolution or an intention? It's an intention. Oh, okay. Um, if you'd like to donate, you can go to booksandbros.com and you can support a bro. You can become a big bro and support another boy to get his books. He does like these little packages. Do you have a like, cash app? Um, I'm not sure if they have a cash app, but oh, you okay. can actually donate through the website. Okay. But it's booksandbros.com and you can sponsor a bro. And these kids in St. Louis get together and they have an actual group where they talk about the book club of the month and the book that they read. But he's trying to take it national. Mm-hmm. So it can be like a digital thing and, mm-hmm. and participate over the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's amazing. And I support young black boys and anything that's related to education and reading and, and, and expanding your mind. So I think this is like a really important that time. And I absolutely love it. And I would love to support. And I think everyone of our listeners should too. We should put a link in our... We will put a link on our show notes today because I think it's so awesome. Yeah. So congratulations and 10 to you, Sydney. My 10 this week is for music. I have three 10s this week, so Ooh, bear three. with me. Yes. So three legends. Okay. And I don't use this term loosely. No, you don't. Icons have been getting... Icon? what Icon. Oh. Have been getting what they deserve <laughs> this week. So first, two legendary people in the music world are getting inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First, my auntie, Whitney Houston. Newark. Newark, New Jersey, Brick City, is getting inducted um, into the... Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Y'all know Whitney Houston. I'm not even going to read down her accolades. But probably one of her most popular songs is the cover of I Will Always Love You from The Bodyguard soundtrack. Dolly Parton original. Huh? Sorry. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. My bad. (laughs) I didn't like the Dolly Parton. It was too slow. It was too slow. Yeah. It's been 14 weeks atop the number one. Her legend status is incomparable. Can't take that away from her. Um, Although, I, one of my favorite songs is her Mariah Carey and The Prince of Egypt. Yes. That's, which was nominated for Oscar <laughs> <laughs> that year. That's an amazing song. Yes. So, the shade of that is... So, you know how Mariah says she doesn't know J-Lo? Uh-huh. So, J-Lo was the presenter for that category. Was Best she? original song. Yes. Ooh. When that song was up for the Best Oscar. But it didn't win. So, Whitney and Mariah didn't get to go on stage. Oh. So, that's why they never met. Um, but Whitney Houston, known as the voice in the music industry, every time I hear any song of hers, it just gets chills down my spine because that's the talent, you know, so, auntie, 
pump it up. Um, so then my next 10 is for rap legend icon himself, Christopher Wallace, also known as Notorious B.I.G. Also known as Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. And what other names? Biggie. Yeah, just Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Best rapper alive. Oh, not alive. Because um, that's Tupac. Oh, where is he? Where is Tupac? He is somewhere like in the Maldives or somewhere. Child. So, Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. Yes, he was lyrical genius, rap icon extraordinaire. His Some of his uh, top songs include Big Papa, Juicy, Hypnotize, you know Hypnotize, mm-hmm. Mo Money, Mo Problems, who shot you? Who, who shot you? He should have rethink, <laughs> rethought that song. But um, his rap career was short. He got killed in 1997. He was 24 years old. I, even though he was only like on the scene for a short amount of time, I don't think any rapper can compare to Biggie Smalls. You know me. I grew up in the Northeast. I used to ride around my mama's Maxima. It was red with a black leather interior. Mm-hmm. And she used to just play Biggie. And that's all I knew. And it was crazy because, like, I was a kid and didn't even understand the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was, like, so, like, Tupac who? Like, because yeah. it was just so, growing up in Philly, mm-hmm. in the Jersey area, like, right by New York, Biggie was a god. Yeah. You yeah. know? Biggie was just so big. Literally. Yeah, he would have been, like, 48 this year, mm-hmm. um, which is sad that his um, career was cut short because he was so talented. It's kind of sad because you're like, okay, what if they were alive today? Like, right. what would they think of the industry? And I think it would be like that. Um, have you ever seen the Boondocks episode where no, they do this parody of like if MLK was alive today and what he would think of society? Really? Yeah, mm. you have to see it. Go on like YouTube and find it. It's okay. It's interesting. So I think I think if Biggie was alive today, he would be so disappointed in the way that Mm. rap turned out because it's just not the same. It's just mumble rap. Yeah, it's not the same as it was. But anyway, my last tens goes to my diva of choice, legendary Shantouz Mariah Carey, finally got inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Mm. This June will mark her 30th year in the music industry, and she describes herself as a singer-songwriter. She's a singer-songwriter. Yeah. And if you look at, like, the music today, it takes, like, ten people to write that horrible Justin Bieber yummy song. Yummy? Yeah. Have you heard it? No, I don't listen to radio. It's, like, a bunch of, yeah, yeah, yummy, yummy, yeah, yeah. It took six people to write that. Yeah. And they don't have half of a vocabulary of Mariah Carey. taught me so many words. Yeah, you need a um, thesaurus and a dictionary. But <laughs> tens for her. She's finally getting inducted. She has written 18 of her 19 number one hits. She's a producer as well. And it's just a moment because we've been waiting for this for a long, long time. She's just having win after win after yes, win. Yes, it's a new era for Mariah Carey. It is. Tens for you, girl. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us for Category Is. We'll see you all next week. But don't forget, if you're going to be in Los Angeles, yes. you can see Mr. Maurice at the at the Podcast Movement Evolutions, Evolutions Conference. Conference from February 12th to 15th. Yes. Be on the lookout. I will have on my Category Is 
merchandise. I might bring some for some giveaways. You will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be giving a little speech presentation talk on February 13th. Be sure to look out on all things category is for the details. All right, guys. I look forward to seeing you guys there. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. 